Molyneux from Freedom Aid Radio here with a good friend, Lauren Southern, an independent journalist and the author of Barbarians, How the Baby Boomers, Immigration and Islam Screwed My Generation. Please follow her on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Lauren Underbar Southern, also known as the Chief Valkyrie, or a.k.a. Queen Bodachia of the uh, Battle for Berkeley. Um, Lauren, Nothing I can say is going to match what you have to say about what went down today. Just just give us the A to Z. What, what happened? All right. So we showed up uh, ready for a rally for free speech. Honestly, I wasn't even sure if I was going to be able to speak, but I was. And the police had assured us that there would be a, an abundant presence there. And for a while there, I thought wow, we're going to be totally fine. The police are here. We're good. But as soon as Antifa started setting off M80s, those little explosives, poof, where did the cops go? Oh, they're all gone now. And it was open season on Trump supporters. But this time round, unlike the other times in Berkeley, Trump supporters came prepared, despite the fact that police had disarmed them for the most part. They came prepared with their fists. So while Antifa were throwing rocks at us, were throwing M80s and fireworks at us, uh, Trump supporters were running in there and fighting them uh, fist for fist. Um, and everything seemed like it was pretty even going going steady. It was just uh, kind of no one was pushing either line until there was one turning point in the battle for Berkeley, <laughs> like any epic battle has, where Antifa set off a smoke bomb and it was supposed to be to come and surprise attack us. They were going to flank us from the side, but they, they miscalculated because the wind was going in their direction. And everyone realized at the same moment, I, I think I heard someone beside me say, those fucking morons. <laughs> and everyone sprinted forward and just, it was, it was a massacre with fists, <laughs> is quite frankly what it became. Now, did, did you actually get a chance to speak today? I did get a chance to speak, but uh, there were only a few people that were listening and uh, everyone else was kind of like on the battle lines, just yelling at each other because it was pretty heated over there. So it, it, we did get a chance to speak, which was cool. And I feel kind of bad for the event organizers because obviously Antifa brought their music to blast and were throwing stuff. So it kind of distracted from the speaking. But we did get to speak, <laughs> uh, although briefly. Now, um, so after you finish your speak, I guess you you have a bit of a tendency, as I've seen on your videos, Lauren, to head towards the fire, as the saying goes, rather than <laughs> away from it. So what was your personal involvement? What did you see? And, you know, based on what's going on with your face, what happened to you? Well, I had amazing security. First of all, I had some guys that had volunteered from Proud Boys and a couple other groups that uh, were staying there with me, pushing anyone away who tried to come after me because there were people at me they're saying yeah one guy was richard spencer and not just punch him she's an awful person da, 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 shrieking at me so they knew who i was so i had these guys there to protect me pull me away from the um awesome. but uh, it was hard to avoid the bear mace in the air and it's important to know media are going to report the air and the tear ass and all that wasn't from the cops the cops had pieced it at that this point the bear mace was from the protesters. It was from Antifa. No one on the Trump side had bear mace because the cops banned us from having bear mace and anything to defend ourselves. So it's basically the typical disarm the good guys kind of act. We were all disarmed, couldn't have mace or anything. All the Antifa, I think Kyle Chapman got bear mace straight to the face. It was horrible. There was women screaming with it all over their faces and everything. Um, so I brought, I didn't even think this would come in handy, but it did. <laughs> uh, and my helmet and everything. They were chucking 
along with the bear mace, they were chucking giant rocks, which was pretty horrifying. So we had to be yelling, rock incoming, brick incoming, uh, explosive incoming, so people could clear the way. One guy got hit in the head and blood, oh, it was horrifying. There was blood literally spurting everywhere, all over the cement. And this guy was just like, he's like, I don't know what hit me, I don't know what hit me. And it's just all over his face. It was uh, actually like really, really scary stuff going on there. I, I had to get dragged out of a lot of situations. Um, I, I don't know what I would have done without my security there, honestly. So those guys were absolutely amazing, but it was, it was a battle zone. It was a battle zone. We were telling each other, get to that position, everyone back up, everyone move forward. Antifa were doing the same thing, flank them from the side. It was a literal battle on the streets of in person. Sorry, I'm just waiting for the internet to catch up here for just a second. We just, it was a battle for the streets of Berkeley. And I've seen some of the videos uh, of the, um, uh, of the rocks that are coming in from very high, you know, coming in from 20 or 30 feet, big chunks of masonry and bricks. I don't know mm -hmm. what the hell they were, but man, I mean, that lands on your head. I mean, you could very easily be killed. And so there was to yeah. me at least, you know, death, the deathly ordinance floating around in the form of this stuff. Absolutely. And it's what I was thinking about that. I was uh, thinking, I'm like, I hate communists as much as the next person, but I wouldn't want to kill one of them. They may hate right wingers, but the idea that they would be okay with the idea of chugging a rock that could murder someone is just unreal. And I was, I was walking through the streets of Berkeley just before this event, and there is a sickness here. Every all of the buildings, everything around the campus, it's all spray painted Antifa zone. This place has a sickness of extreme communism, extreme radicalization, unlike anywhere else. And an opposition to it was necessary. When the police won't stand up for people's free speech and right to assemble then you have to oppose it. And that means with your fists. So that's why when I saw, well, I'd like it to be with your words and I don't want this to be the state of political discourse right now, but I, I feel that all of the Trump supporters that were fighting back were completely justified in what they did today. Did you, I mean, it's hard to, to know for sure. And maybe it will come out over time if people uh, try and get the information from the cops. But Lauren, did you get the sense that the police were, they had a stand down order? I'm sure a lot of the police would like to deal with this because they know where it leads if they don't step in and whoever's initiating the force that they take those people away. They know there's going to be street fights. There's going to be Weimar, sty uh, Weimar style street fights. Do you get the sense that the police wanted to help or that they had stand down orders or what, what's your guess about that? Well, they were arresting probably just as many Trump supporters as they were Antifa. Based elbow man from Huntington Beach was arrested. I'm not sure exactly what he was doing then. Stick man was arrested as well. But you saw at one point that they all started waving, get out, get out. There was a little siren that went off. And I think they were probably given a stand down order. I, I mean, I can't imagine when they're all prepared in riot gear, that they, especially moral police officers, would feel justified just sitting in their police car, which they were. They were all like in little buses just sitting there the entire time in their squad cars. Uh, I can't imagine that there wouldn't be cops there that wanted to be out there protecting people because there were women and uh, innocent people, innocent people getting hit and maced and everything that were just walking down the street. And um, I, it, there's no doubt in my mind that there were cops that did want to be out there, but they were probably given a stand down order. Now, you, of course, saw, as, as did all of us, the gathering storm around this uh, free speech 
rally that, that was going on. You saw, you saw the posters, the hysteria, the Nazis, the violence, the threats. What was it like for you, Lauren, to prepare yourself for this? What were your, your mindset and, and your thoughts and feelings, you know, walking up to that microphone, knowing what could go down? It's crazy because a few days ago I was going out and I was laughing because I was at Home Depot picking up a, a freaking respirator and picking up a helmet and even thinking of picking up shin pads. I was I was laughing because I'm like, Lauren, you're exaggerating. What what are you doing picking up this stuff? You're you're being dramatic. And I was like, I I might, I might as well have it. I get there and I totally needed it, 100 percent. Like there was, <laughs> I felt so bad for my security guys that didn't have masks because when the pepper spray came in at all of us, I had my mask and it was still coming through and I, I you can see my makeup is all down because it was painful as all hell when it got into my mask I, and I needed that stuff. The, the fact that I needed to go and buy a respirator, a helmet and a face mask to go to a political event in America, it just shocks me. It's I, I'm still trying to get over the fact that I just had to go and buy that stuff to go to a political event, let alone what actually happened at this event that is now making nationwide headlines. And a political event, I was just talking with Mike Cernovich as well, Lauren, a political event where the uh, the arguments being put forward, the ideas being put forward are far from radical or extreme. What are we talking about? Free speech, freedom of association, freedom of assembly, and so on. This is not radical stuff. Nobody's talking about anything immoral or illegal or inciting riots or anything like that. You know, people are talking about, oh, you know, maybe it would be kind of cool if America decided to enforce its existing laws, you know, around immigration and other things. The Overton window, in terms of how this debate has been moved, you all are being portrayed as extremists when... The majority of people in America voted for just these platforms. This is not extremism that's being opposed, but centrism. Yeah, I mean, you had gays for Trump speaking there and Hispanics for Trump speaking there, like the groups themselves, and all sorts of people attending this event. Uh, it, you can't even you can't even try to pretend this was some sort of alt-right event because uh, most of the people there would be kicked out of an alt-right event that were attending or a far alt-right event, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I can't, the only way that I can try to explain what has happened here is you've got all of these unstable, mentally ill teenagers that have been radicalized by their media and by their schooling and by their government. And they came out there and they, it, it was sick. The, the fact that they, the people there were willing to murder someone and cheer it on along the way. And they were, oh, I, I don't, I can't even explain it. It was a them as well. It was a party. They had music blasting the entire time. They were dancing and saying, F you, we're going to punch you, we're going to, it was so sick, I can't even describe it, I mean, you, you just have to watch the videos, but being there in person is even uh, more intense, obviously. And the thing is, too, I mean, I don't think people really understand, unless you're doing work in the intellectual field, it doesn't have to be on the right, it, it just has to be not far left. Uh, whatever you're doing in the political field or as a public intellectual, as a reporter, that's not far left, is subject to just this kind of of attack and assault. And I'm really getting sick and tired of people not understanding this. 
you know, not understanding that the left, the federal left is trying to dominate the discourse and drive centrists out of political discourse, drive anybody they disagree with out of political discourse through threats of violence, death, assault, macing, or even murder with this masonry coming down from on high. The uh, shutdown of contrary speech to leftist ideology is vicious. It seems to be unrelenting. I'm damn glad that there was a pushback today, but I think people really need to wake up and understand the damn danger that's in their midst. Absolutely. And uh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be really scary to see how the media reports on this. I've just turned on uh, CNN a little bit and they're already reporting fake news saying that the police were there stopping stuff. That wasn't, that didn't happen. They were told to stand down. They weren't there. So interesting to see how the media spin this because you're right the wider public is not willing to admit that we have militant communists shutting down people that disagree with them in the streets they aren't willing to talk about this sickness and problem that is on their side of the political spectrum and until that happens things are going to get worse and worse and worse and this berkeley uh rally i think was just the beginning of where our political discourse in america is headed well of course it is going to expose the media because my guess is that the very best reporting you're going to get from the mainstream media is something like violence mysteriously erupts at berkeley free speech rally you know and it's going to be like well who could possibly unravel who started it it was a melee there's no way to know you're like some exhausted parent with their kids are bickering it's oh. like i don't care you're just both in the wrong the media literally came up to me and asked me they were like do you guys start these events just to make the left look bad? Do you start these with hopes that the left will attack you? I feel like you do that. And I was just sitting there like, no matter what we do, they're going to show up, lady. Like, it doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't matter if I'm walking on the street. They will show up. It doesn't even matter if that is or isn't our goal. They're showing up here and you should be reporting on that. Not trying to ask if there's some insidious plan from our side because it always has to be our fault, right? Uh, well, this is, this is sort of like asking the woman who's trying to get away from the abusive husband, do you just try to escape to make him angry? Do you just try and escape to make him look bad? It's like, are you kidding me? I thought that uh, you weren't supposed to be responsible for your own victimization. Oh, right. Sorry. If you're, on, if you're not on the feral left, then you're always the instigator and you're always the aggressor. And if you're on the feral left, well, you're always a victim no matter what happens. And I hope that this narrative is becoming clear for people because... Man, I mean, if, if it escalates from here, I mean, I think people are going to be very surprised at how far this kind of stuff can go. If the government won't enforce the laws, if the First Amendment can't be exercised, if people are uh, going to submit to violence and justify violence on the left and the mainstream media, well, where's this going to go? I mean, what choice do people have? There's no way that people who want to express their political opinions are just going to tuck their tails under their legs and go home. Yeah, and this happened uh, in a place where guns, you're not allowed to carry guns. What happens when this kind of ideology starts making its way to places where people are armed? What happens then? I mean, there's only one logical conclusion of where this is going to head until this is addressed. Now... Where do you think there is, uh, where do you think the benefit can come out of in terms of what people can talk about? I mean, they're going to be people who watch this broadcast who are going to want to look away, who are going to want to turn away, who are going to want other people to do the fight for them. But this is a societal wide uh, verbal fight. Let's try and keep it in the verbal arena as long as humanly possible. What would you suggest that people get out of this uh, altercation, of this conflict, uh, so that they can spread the right kind of message to those around them to begin to delegitimize some of this aggression from the left? Well, I think uh, uh, I actually 
think that the amount of people that showed up this time, this is one of the first Berkeley rallies where Antifa were outnumbered by the right wingers. So the amount of people that showed up to show their support for free speech caused for the right to be on the upper hand. And uh, Antifa wasn't able to shut them up and beat people to the ground bloody. They still got some people, but it was certainly less uh, horrible than uh, other times or if they had been the majority. So showing up to these events and showing your support, of course, don't bring your family kind of thing. But um, this is something, free speech is a right that people have died for to make this nation and give us these rights. Getting punched or maced in the face is, uh, I, I personally, for me, it's something that is so, so little to give up for a right as big as free speech. So, so the numbers, the peer numbers that are showing up to these events to support our rights is so important. And the fact that we overcame Antifa and were able to defend ourselves without the police there, I think is a phenomenal this kind of stuff isn't what I want to see, but if that's where Antifa is going to take it, then um, it's, I'd say we can't stand down. We have to keep standing up for our rights. I really hate to say that, but it's just, I think, the fact of the matter. Well, appeasement now is going to lead to far worse things down the road. So, you know, in exactly. general, this was the lesson that's been learned over and over again through history that appeasement with extremism only fuels extremism and destroys the middle. And uh, if... Um, if the left conquers the middle, then then you will start to see some extreme right. Uh, and then people will say, oh, my goodness, this is so shocking. But it's been provoked by the indifference of the media, the indifference of people as a whole and the left's uh, aggression. And I, I just want to remind people, like, when you hear about this news, people will be talking about it at the dinner table, at the cooler, uh, on the bus. Don't ever, don't ever just say, well, it's equal on both sides or there seems to be this weird, mysterious uh, political aggression. It's very clear where it's coming from. Look at the posters uh, for this free speech event and look at the posters that were put up in opposition to it. The extremism, the, oh, they're all Nazis. I mean, next we're going to have like baby eaters. Uh, Anonymous is going to be considered where you guys uh, congregate. It has to stop at the verbal degree. Sorry, I don't mean to overcome your experience yeah. with my speechifying. No, but no, 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 no. It's perfect. Um, even, yeah, even though far-right people do exist, there are people, like, very few, but far-right people do exist, uh, white nationalists, Ku Klux Klan people, sure, they exist, but they're so small and it's so you don't even see, you never see feminist art galleries or all these things getting raided and shut down and set on fire. You never see this happen the other way around. You never see tons of college students coming with far-right views beating the crap out of Hispanics. It doesn't happen. So the, f the fact that anyone can say both sides are in on this, and the media will say that. They will. Well, I'm 100% confident they're going to come out and say this is equal stupidity from both sides. Uh, but the fact that anyone can say that, it is a complete and utter denial of reality and the facts at hand. Right. I mean, it's it's like the um, they're, they're going to say, well, you guys knew where you were going. You knew what kind of provocation. So you deserve the violence. But I never heard that said about the people who went to the South to register blacks to vote in the civil rights era. I mean, the, the, the murders of those people were horrendous and horrifying. And nobody would ever say, well, they knew what they were getting into. They knew the culture. They, they deserve the violence. It's it's a monstrous. And I was just thinking about this. I posted about this the other day on Twitter that. Um, the left, uh, well, the mainstream media is always referring to people like Marine Le Pen and so on as, as far right. Uh, but they'll never refer to North Korea as communist, which is exactly what it is. And I think that's all you need to know. So what's the aftermath like for you, Lauren? How's it for you? I mean, it's quite an adrenaline high. This is a lot of combat. Uh, what's it like afterwards? Uh, because um, I think people fear how they're going to feel after this kind of altercation. But I think most people will find it's not nearly as, nearly as bad as they think. But how's it been for you sort of coming down from this level uh, of intensity? 
we're all going out for drinks. <laughs> like, we're all going to we'll go party. Everything. We won. We won the battle of Berkeley. <laughs> this is great. Uh, and you know what? Even the guy that got hit in the face with like a brick and was bleeding everywhere, he was lying down like. What? I have to go to the hospital? No, I don't. <laughs> like, it was like I don't want to miss everyone. a thing, right? Yeah, I don't want to miss a thing. Uh, no, there were some damn patriots out here fighting their asses off. And the ones, they got pepper sprayed in the face. They got punched. They got things thrown at them. And all of them are uh, being real sports about it. And we're going out for drinks. I think Cernovich is buying everyone around. He sent over some money to baked Alaska. So that's going to be, uh, he, he's a top lad. Uh, it's going to be a good day. This was this was a, a victory. I mean, it sucks that this is the position we're in, that we're having to fight. But nonetheless, celebrate when you can. Make an and Better excuse. now than later. All right. Well, I won't interfere with your, your social plans for the evening. I'm very glad that you're uh, relatively well. I'm glad that the, the battle went well and heroic uh, uh, all around for the people involved uh, who, who were on the right side of, of this and on the right side of history. Just wanted to remind people to check out uh, Lauren's great book, Barbarians, How the Baby Boomers, uh, Baby Boomers Immigration and Islam Screwed My Generation. Twitter.com forward slash Lauren Southern. Thanks so much for your time. And uh, I hope you stay safe for the rest of your time out there. Thanks so much for having me.